Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nady and Katie and the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nady and Katie at the movies. I am your host, Nathan, aka Nady, of course. And with me, as always, on this journey of movies and TV is my good friend, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. Um, we're recording this after Easter has happened, which is, you know, Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. I didn't actually get to hear that because I served in the nursery this Sunday because my husband was working. Well, at least you got to go to church. Ooh, what? You sinner, why didn't you go to church? Well, it's a little thing I like to call two tiny children and my wife who's exhausted all the time. And so I have to help her, which is what a good husband does. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been exhausting to be up on the cross as well. That that doesn't seem to stop Jesus from getting up on the third day. Okay, (laughs) it's going too far. But he also didn't have two little children. (laughs) Valid points. Anyway, speaking of Jesus and children, how about the Clone Wars? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So we've uh, made it to the end of Star Wars Clone Wars, and thank the Lord we've made it to the end of the prequel trilogy, which we'll get into in a little bit. We watched season six, season seven, Mixed in with Revenge of the Sith. And so before we go to what we like and didn't like and all that fun stuff, I got to give my synopsis. Season six starts off with the troopers and something's going wrong with one of the troopers. He snaps and he kills a fellow Jedi. And people are like, what's going on? So the first couple episodes dives into that all the clones have these inhibitor chips Plant implanted in them when they were first created by the Jedi Order. And that's basically to keep them from being aggressive. Well, something or someone is is sneaking into the chips and he prematurely starts doing an order called Order 66, which people are like, what is that? What is going to happen with that? Well, you'll find out soon when we start talking about the other stuff. And then there were like two episodes with Mace Windu and Jar Jar Binks going to this planet because some people are disappearing and this queen only wants Jar Jar Binks. And we find out that Jar Jar Binks has a love interest. And so they kiss and stuff. And I'm like, this is stupid. This is really, really dumb. And then they find this lightsaber of this one Jedi guy. And so they investigate what happened to him. I don't really remember that episode. And then the last three episodes of this season is all Yoda finding out that Qui-Gon Jinn, voiced by Liam Neeson, who played him in the live-action prequel trilogy, he has found a way to uh, appear, well, not appear, but his voice, you can hear his voice beyond the grave. Because if you watched the first episode one of the movies, you know that Qui-Gon Jinn dies. 
kind of gives a nod to what Yoda eventually does figure out in the original trilogy, and that is how you can come back as a Force ghost. But Qui-Gon Jinn hasn't finished his after-death Force training, and so he's not able to be a Force ghost yet. And so these last three episodes, Yoda is trying to figure out how to, you know, basically live forever within the Force. So... That's the end of that. And of course they thought that season six was going to be the end. And so they start thinking that maybe the prophecy about Anakin being the one to balance the force could have been misread and that there could be another Skywalker in the prophecy somewhere. So that's where season six ends with them thinking that maybe they read the prophecy wrong. Well, fast forward to 2001 or something when they made season seven. Of Clone Wars. And so the first couple episodes. 2021. That's what I said. 2021. 2001. I said 2021. That's what I said. Fast forward to 2001 or something. Anyway. So fast forward to that. When they made season seven of Clone Wars. Basically. The first couple episodes were how the Clone Wars movie was, which was basically like a commercial for this Clone Wars TV show. Well, season seven, the beginning of it is basically, hey, we're going to make another show, a spinoff called The Bad Batch. So the first couple episodes is like a commercial for that. And so it ends with uh, this one clone trooper who was kidnapped and everyone thought he was dead. Well, he's not dead. His name's Echo. And they find his transmission in this place and they get him. And so he's basically hooked up to all these machines kind of foreshadows in a way, Darth Vader, I think in a way how he was, you know, put together and, and he has an egghead because the echo kind of looks pale like Anakin ends up being. So the, that's the end of that arc right there. And then there's a couple episodes where they bring back Ahsoka and she meets these sisters who live underneath Coruscant, this planet place. Basically it was filler episodes because they don't really fit into the star Wars mythos unless they do later on. I don't know. And so the last couple episodes look completely different. And I guess it's because those were the episodes leading to the end of clone wars, which is when starting at episode nine, that's when you can start watching revenge of the Sith which is basically Anakin's downward spiral continuing. He kills not sand people this time. Uh, as Obi-Wan says, he's killed the younglings. And Padme's like, no, not the younglings. Eh. So Padme's still very much like, Anakin's still good, even though he killed all these Jedi children. And of course, Chancellor Palpatine is finally showing himself as the Emperor of the Dark Side of the Force. And there's this epic battle with him and Yoda fighting. That was pretty cool. And Anakin starts becoming jealous. Oh yeah, I forgot that there were a couple episodes in Season 7 which kind of shows Anakin's uh, paranoia on high level when Padme has to team up with this one guy who used to be a bad guy. Now he's trying to be a good guy, but then he becomes a bad guy again with the whole Republic banks and stuff. Yeah. A bunch of filler, which we'll get into. 
But basically, Revenge of the Sith ends with Anakin force-choking Padme, and she collapses, and then there's this big epic battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and Anakin tries to do this really cool front flip, but he fails miserably, just like his acting did the entire time. And he falls, and he gets his legs and arm cut off. Arms cut off. Listen, yeah, I did and not remember that. Then he remember that. He slowly burns alive, and somehow he lives. And the emperor comes and gets him, and he gets put in the Darth Vader suit. And they also have their two children, Luke and Leia. And Leia is adopted by some Senator Organa, and then Luke is sent to Tatooine with his uncle Ben. Not to be confused with the Spider-Man origins. Luke does not become Spider-Man, but he does have an uncle. Oh, no, Uncle Owen, not Uncle Ben. I'm thinking of Spider-Man. And, of course, Obi-Wan's like, I will go and take him, and I will watch over him, which is where the Obi-Wan show picks up off. And then right before the movie ends, Yoda brings up what he learned how to do at the end of season six, and he mentions to Obi-Wan that there's a way he can communicate with his old trainer, Qui-Gon. And Obi-Wan's like, cool. And it ends with kind of an epic shot, because if you watch the original Star Wars, you know that when we're first introduced to Luke, he's staring into the sunset, while the end of episode three ends with his uncle Owen and his wife staring off into the sunset. So that's the big synopsis of season six, season seven, and Revenge of the Sith. Katie, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, I fell asleep. What? What did you, did you cover everything? Yeah, you guys can't see this, but while I was giving the synopsis, Katie was taking pictures of her son. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, my son's adorable. The Clone Wars had a bunch of filler. It provided the backstory for Anakin and the backstory for the Chancellor more than some of it more than I ever cared about, and then it all ends with Darth Vader becoming a thing and Skywalker's babies getting born. I guess we can go into the reviews. That That's kind of my first question to you is like, do you feel like it was worth learning the backstory on all these people? Um, are there certain characters that you're like glad to know more about or not? How do you feel about Ahsoka? Do you feel like since she never shows up in any movie, her part is pretty large throughout all of the um seasons except season six she's like barely in it because she walks away from the um from the jedi order but yeah i don't know what are your thoughts i I like the backstory of the clones and how they started introducing the order 66 which they which i didn't talk about but they they mentioned by name in revenge of the sith you know implement order 66 and that's basically when they take control of all of the clones and the clones basically turn on the Jedi, which is where we get the stormtroopers from. So at one point, these were all on the good side, which I did not realize until I watched Revenge of the Sith again, that all of the clones, because they're supposed to be, you know, literal clones, but I never picked up on the fact that they were all the actor who played Jango Fett. Like every single one. Like and, and and you know, looking back now, it's like of course they would be, because they're again they're clones of Django Fett. But I never right. picked up on the fact that they were all 
him. I just thought that was funny. Well, and I don't remember really, I mean, it's been a while since I'd watched them, but I didn't remember them taking their helmets off much. So like, I never thought about the fact that it was the same face. Like I just, it didn't really matter. Like could have been totally different people underneath the masks. I never thought about them actually being physical quote clones. I thought that was just like their clone outfits. Um, I agree with you. I felt like it was really cool to see. I didn't think they could have made so many episodes about the clone war, but I really did like that. The you kind of fall for the clones and like you start liking them. It made it really more powerful. And like you said, it made it even more dramatic to see them go from good to bad in the simple ordering of, you know, order 66. Like I I would say it's kind of a critique and or a comment, but I don't know how I would have watched just revenge of the Sith without clone wars season seven and understand anything. There and actually was reading um, some reviews because there's some discrepancies I felt like. Like there was a part where, you know, he doesn't get to be master. Hey, Ben, can you stop enjoying your childhood? I'm trying to record a podcast. Thank you. There was some parts uh, where I feel like there was discrepancy. So like they tell Anakin he can't be a master. But then I'm like, well, Ahsoka calls him a master like the whole time in uh clone wars so i'm confused but i guess it's like there's a difference between being someone's master and being a master jedi Uh, but when i was researching that uh some a lot of people brought up the fact that it's like the movie has so many jumps and goes so fast that there's no way you could have really understood what the heck's going on like we're just supposed to embrace that there's some order 66 and they just turn all of a sudden it makes no sense without the backstory or same with Anakin. If you just watch the movies through, it's a big jump to have Anakin go from like normal to like, I'm going to murder everyone. It just, it seems unrealistic. Whereas if you watch the show, you see that slow progression, like you said, like the jealousy and watching people he loves uh, die. Well, and I think in the movie, it was more so that he wasn't officially part of the Jedi council. And so he wasn't an official master yet. I think that's what they were going for. Like he was just in training to become a master with his apprentice. And so I think that's the direction they were going in as opposed to making it sound confusing that Ahsoka called him master, but he wasn't officially a Jedi master. You have to be on the council to be considered that. So that's, that's where I, I'm kind of like, okay, like you said, I enjoyed watching the episodes intertwined because it made me actually enjoy Revenge of the Sith more than the first time I did. And again, I think it's because they had that good Anakin voiceover. So it kind of like was a, was a nice getaway from Hayden Christensen. And going back to my synopsis though, they did end with a really cool shot in the Clone Wars at the very end. So uh, Ahsoka loses her or she, she puts her lightsaber down. And then I guess it flashes forward years later where there's all the snow on the ground and you see the stormtroopers, and then you actually see Darth Vader walk up to where the lightsaber is. He picks it up and he remembers Ahsoka and you hear the, the epic Vader breathing. And then they had this cool shot of this helmet and you can see Darth Vader walking away in the reflection of the helmet. And that's how they end the series. And so you're like, 
you know, it kind of gave a good, gave a good closure, but I also know from things I've heard and researched about the other shows that they're, that we're going to watch eventually that some things happen. That's all I'm going to, that's all I'm going to, that's all I'm going to say. Oh my. Well, and I, you're right. Not only was the Epic, uh, that he's in the mirror of the helmet, but the fact that the clone helmet is also the one that's painted like Ahsoka's face. So it's just like all, it's almost like in one shot, they summarize everything that we, you know, the purpose of Clone Wars was to understand the clones, to meet Ahsoka, and to and to hear about the backstory of everything that happened. One more thing I forgot to mention is that when Order sixty Order sixty six happens, Rex is one of the first ones to to kind of flip, but then Ahsoka somehow I can't remember exactly, but somehow gets him to turn back to the light side, and so he ends up helping Ahsoka escape and ends up actually sacrificing himself so she can escape. So that was kind of cool to see his, his character able to remain a good solid character. And yeah, it was just really good. I, I, I really enjoyed the show. And like I said, I really think the show enhanced revenge of the Sith because by itself, that movie would have, would have been just a bucket of suck. So let's try to piece it out by the three things. Um, so season, season six to me, I don't even really want to spend much time on it because to me it was so much filler. Like I can't even tell you what the purpose of watching season six was. I guess you did mention like that Yoda learns how to stay. Well, and also it also introduced the fact that order 66 exists. Oh, okay. True. For sure. The inhibitor chip, for some reason it got, it got triggered early in, you know, prematurely. And so they were able to, to figure out what eventually was going to happen to them, which is why Rex wanted to get the chip out of him. That's fair. I guess maybe my only critiques of season six would be the Jar Jar Binks whole thing. I don't see how any of that really tied in. And then the Clovis, like I get that they're trying to show us the Anakin's a little jealous and crazy, but you could show us that he's jealous in like one episode or maybe part of another episode, not like three like a full arc on the banks and all that stuff. I just like didn't really care about any of that. And then I I guess to me, season seven also felt like a lot of filler, except for those last four episodes. Like we said before, the first couple episodes of season seven were basically just a commercial for the Bad Batch TV show, which, which we will watch next for our next homework assignment. And then, yeah, there was that whole business with Clovis. I think that was season seven. Yeah, no, the yeah, the rest was yeah. the Ahsoka and the, and, sis- and the sisters. Grace. Yeah. On Disney Plus, if you notice the title, like every time I click to watch on Disney Plus, the picture for Clone Wars is a picture of Ahsoka and then the sister. So I'm like, every time. I see that. I, I always was wondering, okay, who's this girl going to be? She's obviously going to be something important because like she's on this poster and then she shows up and then her whole arc is over in three episodes. And that was it. Yeah. I guess the point was that the Jedi still aren't that bad because they didn't like the Jedi because they killed their parents on accident. Sure. I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, okay, so you already touched on this as well. So then moving on to the movie. Um, the acting, to me, the acting was... 
so bad. Like if I had to immediately come out the gate, there was so many lines that fell flat, like jokes that fell flat, serious moments that just I couldn't take seriously because of the acting or the lines. Uh, but I did like the action and I would say the CGI, like for that time it came out in the early 2000s, I would say that was pretty visually stimulating. What are your pros and cons for the movie? Yeah, the same. Like I remember not liking it when it first came out. I remember seeing it in theaters because I remember at the very end when the emperor tells Darth Vader that with his anger, he killed Padme and he goes, and it's, it's James Earl Jones. The original voice of Darth Vader. So you think it's going to be super epic. And he goes, no, it can't be. She was. And then like things start shaking because he's really angry with the dark side of the force. And he breaks out of the things. And you're like, oh, man, it could still be cool. And all he says is, no. And I remember almost everybody in the theater cracking up laughing. Because you just don't think of Darth Vader as being vulnerable, I guess. And so when you hear him say, no, like that, you just can't take it seriously. And so there are moments like that, like you said, those serious moments where, you know, Obi-Wan is telling Padme what Anakin has done. And he says, he's killed the younglings. And he covers his hand, his mouth with his hand. And he's trying to take, I just don't take that seriously. And then another, another one, which we could probably end this episode with this quote, so I may not say it, but it's something that Anakin says to Padme about how, you know, love can't fix things. Mm, I see. I see. And, and yeah, it was a lot of, how about, you know, it was also interesting that the fact that everyone's just like hanging out in the room, like watching Padme give birth. It's like kind of awkward. Things that the robot says. Uh, I, I think that it was saying, Push, Uba, push, and then she goes. She goes. Ah! I meant to ask you this because I know how how impressed you were with the cartoon General Grievous lightsaber fight. The beginning of this movie, well, somewhat at the beginning, they have a General Grievous live action fight. So how how did you like the live action fight between him and Obi Wan compared to the cartoon lightsaber fight? I liked all the, I liked most all, I would say most all the fight scenes, except I actually, the only ones I didn't like was Yoda and Palpatine. I'm like, it's really, it, somehow when in the Clone Wars show, when they, whenever Palpatine was like fighting, he seemed like this agile little old man that's like cloaked. But in this, he just looks like this busted up old man and he's just like leaping around and like it was just him and Yoda's fights were like so uneventful and they're supposedly like the most powerful of all the Jedi but it's like two old dudes fighting so yeah the Grievous one I felt was pretty epic and there was like the Obi-Wan and Anakin fight at the end is very epic they're like hopping on fire well to comment on your diss of the Yoda an emperor fight. I, I just have one thing to say to that, and that is no, no, no. I thought it was cool because it's you know, anytime you can see Yoda fight, even though he's obviously CGI and not his epic puppet self that he was in the originals. I thought I thought it was pretty cool, but that's 
that could just be because I know that was when Chancellor Palpatine officially becomes Emperor. I think we basically summarized what we did and did not like about season six, season seven, and Revenge of the Sith. So I think we can go ahead and rate season six, season seven, and Revenge of the Sith. I'm going to give season six and season seven uh, probably a 4.5 because mostly because of all the filler episodes. And Revenge of the Sith, I after rewatching it with the Clone Wars episodes, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. What about you, Katie? How would you rate season six, season seven, and then Revenge of the Sith? Well, you reminded me about the Order 66 and the Yoda stuff from season six. So I'm going to give it, ow, but you know, it was still just so much filler. I'm going to give season six a three, season seven as a whole a three, and the movie, because of the acting being bad and some of the corny, maybe a, maybe a four. And I want to make a fourth category. If I could rate the last four episodes of Clone Wars season seven, I would give that. A six. Like I said, at the beginning of this episode, we finished Clone Wars and we had finished the prequel trilogy. Thank the Lord. And so now we're going back to another TV show. And so, like we said at the beginning, I believe it was season seven. I think we said was the commercial for the Bad Batch. So that's exactly what we're going to watch next. There is only one season as of right now of Star Wars, the Bad Batch. So that's what we're going to watch. And then I believe after that, we may be going back to the movies. So Katie, what do you think about the Bad Batch? Just from what you've seen so far, what do you think? Oh, like a a pre-review? I'm not sure if I'll get into the characters. I didn't really super get into them, but I like the concept. I like that they're rough on the edges, but still get the job done. Yeah, it's kind of like the Suicide Squad from the DC Comics and it's it's not like a new storyline, like having all these odd characters coming together. So we'll see how, how the Bad Batch, if it actually does fit with anything else. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I feel like it's just going to be, yeah, it's yeah. not going to fit Unlikely. with anything else. It's just going to be like a bunch of fillers. A filler TV series. Katie, I know I had mentioned before that I had kind of a quote in mind, but yeah. you know a quote that we could end <laughs> off this episode? There was a lot of good quotes, I felt like. Mostly from Clone Wars, not the movie. Um, Master Yoda had a few good ones, but I'll let you end it. I want to hear this love quote from Anakin. Well, I'm actually going to I'm gonna tweak it a little bit to fit, fit us. This podcast won't save your life, Padme. Thanks for listening to Nadie and Katie at the movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch... You can contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.